Welcome back, everyone, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Great to be back with you, even if it is a snowy and cold mid-January weekend. Obviously, a lot of folks digging out. We've got some snow wobbling around the region, challenging things, particularly if you're looking to get out there in the ice shack. There'll be some challenges as well. Hope you got those snowmobiles fired up. And hey, maybe you're a cross-country skier or you like doing some snowshoeing you're going to have those opportunities now and remember hey take your 22 with you and do some squirrel hunting in those river bottoms and those creek draws if you're out there on your snowshoes squirrel hunting remains open into february so there is that opportunity there also up at dakotaedge.com and newsdakota.com a lot of great fly tying and lure making patterns to help get you through these long cold winter nights once you get that workout done with the shovel and the snowblower pop back in, jump on your vise, or jump at your uh, lure-making desk, or even the kitchen table, and put together some walleye spinners, some trout spinners, some great ways to catch fish. And we've got more and more of that coming up week after week throughout the winter to keep you entertained, and more importantly, get your tackle box restocked for an awesome spring on the water. So I'm always pushing you check out new aspects of angling ways to make yourself a better angler learn more and the same goes for hunting getting out there trying new things whether it's coyote hunting or archery hunting or some sort of way to make yourself better at those push your limits find ways to become a better outdoorsman or outdoors woman and you will reap the benefits year after year season after season and one great niche of hunting is pursuing fur bearers with hounds and really coming online in the last few years the popularity of this sport has helped buoy the north dakota Houndsman Association. We're going to talk with Cody Hilliard. He's their president, and he's going to fill us in on the changing face of hunting with hounds and how it isn't all the blood sport that it once was characterized to be. That's coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. There's a lot of excitement out on the landscape as we get into a new year. A lot of folks thinking about taking on new things. And one niche of the outdoors that a lot of folks don't explore, but certainly is available to everyone, is hunting with hounds. And for that reason, we have Cody Hilliard with us today. He is the president of the North Dakota Houndsman Association, here to fill us in on this great aspect of the outdoors. Cody, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. Thanks so much for being part of it. Hunting fur bearers with hounds has a long tradition throughout the United States, but might not be that well known in mainstream hunting and in North Dakota. Tell us about how the ND Houndsman Association got started, how many members you have, and how you're advancing this great tradition. The North Dakota Houndsman Association, we, we started. The reason we started it was so we had a group of us going to these game and fish meetings. So we were a unified front, I guess, in different topics, you know, not just such a one-on-one. We're one organization now. Right now we have 30 members, I believe, and not all of them are from North Dakota. It's certainly good to have a place to start and have a way of getting folks together. And the one thing I've noticed looking at your great Facebook page is there are way more hound breeds out there than I would have imagined that I was familiar with. Maybe those of us familiar with the Dukes of Hazard might, might recognize those hounds. But what are some of the more popular breeds you're seeing for folks using hunting? And what are some of the more unique ones? Your, your common dogs, you know, your, your purebred dogs, your, your blue ticks and your walkers and your plots black and tan something that i consider unique would be like a leopard cur or a plot they're a different looking dog to the eye for some people so might strike more of an interest seeing one of them 
Yeah, absolutely. When folks think outdoors, they often picture the duck blind with a yellow or a black lab or the, the pointing dogs, you know, the draught hars and the short hairs out in the field. If you if you log on to North Dakota Houndsman Association's Facebook page, you'll see a lot of great photos there. And a, a lot of the species you pursue along that fur bear paradigm, raccoons, coyotes, bobcats, mountain lions. Let's focus on the latter. How has the popularity of mountain lion pursuit in North Dakota with hounds increased over the last decade as we've seen that niche? jump up in a lot of hunters minds it's gained popularity hound hunting and hound hunting mountain lions it's not just something you just jump into you've got a lot of your work that goes into it you know with keeping your dogs and keeping them hunted and to go out and find a mountain lion you know you might drive all day looking for a track and not find one you know it takes a lot of dedication to the sport and a lot of people, you know, don't understand that side of it. It's popular, and we're seeing some more and more groups of hunters doing it, but it's still relatively small in North Dakota. When we look at a mountain lion hunt, how would a typical hunt go for taking hounds out after a mountain lion? Obviously, it's got some danger to it as well. So walk us through that. How does that process work, and what are the risks and rewards? When you start out, you get up in your morning, you know, your morning, and the guy kind of has a plan put together with where he's going to go, and you know, you, all you're doing is driving roads looking for looking for that one track to turn your dogs loose on. You, that's one way of hunting a mountain lion, you know, that you dump right on that track. A lot of people talk about that. You can also free cast them into canyons. I mean, that's another form of hunting that the coon hunters do mostly, but you can use that technique catching mountain lions too. But when you uh, cut a mountain lion track and turn loose on it, a guy wants to try and keep the track as fresh as possible to turn the dogs loose on it. You know, you don't know how far that mountain lion is ahead of you by any means. He could be several hundred yards or he could be several miles. It depends on how hard the cat decides he wants to go that day. You bet. And so once they get on the cat, once they kind of have that mountain lion in their area and they know he's close, what happens next? We call it getting jumped. Once they start really pushing a track, pushing it, meaning pursuing faster and faster, you can start to see it speed up on your GPS. You know, typically when they jump a mountain lion and that's when they see it, that cat will only go between four to 600 yards before it climbs a tree. Or, you know, one of the problems we face in North Dakota is they go into a hole. But we're seeing a lot more climb trees now, too, so... Sure. And then obviously to, to bring it all together, you, ha- you have the cat treed. What do the dogs do? And then how is the hunter involved? Once the cat's treed, he's pretty much up there. You know, they get pretty comfortable up there. Every once in a while, you might get an antsy cat that wants to get out. But for the most part, the dogs will keep him up there. And you walk into the tree and there's a mountain lion there. And if it's something that you want to harvest, you make that decision when you get there. We do a treeing and freeing, I guess, is getting more and more popular. Sure. We're trying to keep the season a little longer so we can run a little longer and stuff like that. So a guy's seeing a lot more treeing and freeing of cats out there. Well, and I love that. I mean, where we've had catch and release for angling over the last 50 years, treeing and freeing, I really think uh, that comes together nicely. We're talking with Cody Hilliard. He's the president of the North Dakota Houndsman Association. Let's talk about some of those other ones. I had a friend in high school who would show up. He would be out at 3.34 in the morning, treeing raccoons. And, of course, he had a lab, not a traditional hound, but the, the dog was very, very good at it. Uh, break the other two down, coyotes and uh, raccoons. What, what do folks do to get involved on that front? At the North Dakota Houndsman Association, we also support the greyhounders in North Dakota. So your guys that are out pursuing sight dogs, which is a greyhound or the Irish wolfhound on coyotes, when they're out hunting them, they have 
you know, they drive down a trail. And when they see the coyote, the greyhounds see it in the box. They let the dogs out and the race is on. And once you turn them dogs loose and they see that coyote, it's all on the dogs then to catch that coyote. And there's, there's not much catch and release in that one. Coon hunting is different than mountain lion hunting. You know, when I go, when we go out coon hunting, you do a lot of free casting, you know, you, you do it in the dark. You go out to a place where you think there might be raccoons, cornfields, you know, woods or whatever. You turn your dogs loose and they go out and they circle out and look for a track. And once they find a track, the you know, the race is on and they go and tree that raccoon. And you walk up to your tree and your dogs are sitting there on the tree treeing and find your raccoon in there. And if it's something the hunter decides he wants to take, he can take it or... Like I said, treat and freed again. Hound hunting has a reputation like it's kind of a blood sport, and it does that not at all what it is. That's right, and that's why we have no. you on to help explain that because I think to, to me that's an eye-opening experience to say, boy, you've worked all this way, you've you've put this risk out there, and you've got something, you know, even like a raccoon, which can be an ornery creature, to let that go. So it's very interesting to learn about. And, and as with all hunting, it sounds like a lot of work that goes in on the front end, training a dog to pursue these fur bears. How does that work, and what resources do the houndsmen offer for those working on getting into this niche? Getting into hound hunting. It's a lot of talk with other hound hunters, and I encourage people that if, if you want to explore the world of hound hunting, you know, get a hold of us here at the North Dakota Houndsmen Association. We'll see if we can get you out and see if it's something that you'd like to do, you know. It, it's a fun world, and we do a lot of promoting to youth. We were up to the Green Wing days in Kenmare, and I believe we had 70 kids. Uh, we did a demonstration on hound hunting, too. Uh, we also go up to the Turtle Mountain State Park to the Women's Outdoor Weekend up there, and we take groups of women hound hunting up there, so everybody gets that experience. You know, that's what we're trying to promote. It's not this scary, just bloodthirsty sport. It's a very good sport, and it's very exciting. It's conveyed in your voice, and I think, as we've said, it's, it's conveyed through your media as well. We are wrapping up here with Cody Hilliard. He is the president of the North Dakota Houndsman Association. Cody, you also had a big field trial event in addition to these outreach to youth and new hunters. You had a big field trial event last April. Tell us about how that goes, what happened at it, and what the plans are for this spring and how people can participate and attend. So our field trials, what that amounts to is it's just different hound competitions. We do a coon drag and a mountain lion drag, and it's all it's all competition stuff, and it's more for fun and and getting getting the club people together. And I, we had I believe 83 dogs at that. We also did uh, greyhound drag races at that. That was really neat to watch. You know, we lined greyhounds up and did a drag and fastest one to cross the line was pretty neat watching those greyhounds run that race this year we're uh hosting our field trials down in the bismarck area we'll have that more hammered out here about february when we have our next meeting uh we're joining forces with the houndsman kennel club they're going to help promote it so we can get more people from out of state and make it a, a bigger event yeah, certainly looking forward to that, and I will definitely be in attendance because you've really piqued my interest. I think a lot of people hear the passion pouring through your voice and you know, kind of debunking some of these myths. Uh, as we wrap it up, Cody, if, if, if folks are interested, where can they learn more about the association and who should they contact to get involved? If you want to learn more, go to our Facebook page at the North Dakota Houndsmen Association. Just send us a message and tell us what you're interested in. And I'd also encourage the public when we do have our flyers made for our uh, field trials that the public is welcome to come and attend that to see what it's all about. 
Absolutely. It sounds like a great experience. We thank you so much for exposing us to this great area of hunting, and we wish you the best of luck with your events to come. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So some great insight there with Cody Hilliard from the Houndsman Association here in North Dakota, exploring a niche that I wasn't familiar with, and you probably aren't either, but it's a great opportunity to look into different aspects of the outdoors and experience them here in 2022. I hope you take it on. I hope you try some new things. And as always, if you do, you know I'm going to see you in our outdoors.